Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. I'm just going to go out and say it. I've, I've held my peace now for most of the week, but I'm, I'm going to say it in a podcast so it's not out there properly. Okay. We are sick to death in this building of every coffee machine being broken. <laughs> I know this is a middle-class problem. We've got instant coffee down there as well. But I believe there's only one machine working in this entire six-floor building. How many floors have we got here? I haven't found a working one. you found a working one? Apparently there's a working one on the sixth floor where yeah, all the boxes that's, are. That's the management floor. We can't go make a coffee up there. No, exactly. You get chatting to them and everything, won't you? You've got to, you know, get under scrutiny. So, oh dear! Uh, I know. I feel bad saying it because it's a middle. It's a middle class problem. Well, look, I'm going to I'm going to stand behind you on this one. I mean, you, you, you know, you brought it to the public now, so yes, it, it's, it's there, awful. It? What you got to bear in mind is me and him. Yeah, here we are. You know, you're listening to yeah the show in podcast form. It's the daily yeah. takeaway. Uh, but what you have to bear in mind is the show that goes out live as a broadcast show four till seven in the afternoon. Now, me and him, our days most likely started around about six o'clock by a toddler. Yes, early doors by a toddler. Yeah, so it, it, the the very fuel of the show, yep. the fuel of the podcast, that's what's interesting you, because that's how you're listening. The elixir. It's coffee. Yes, so right. if we haven't got coffee, God knows where the standards go. What are you expecting, management? Yeah, that's a direct, is that a direct message to management? It sounded like it was. <laughs> what's wrong? Richie's putting an owl mate out there, I'm fine, I'll just bring my own drinks in. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily Welcome to the show. I don't want to start things on, on like a negative tilt. But go on. But go, I'm going to anyway. I hate our induction hob. What's it done to I you? I hate it. I, I think I might have said this before on the show. I hate it. I don't think there's like an inanimate object that I hate more than this thing. It came with the house when we bought it. Uh, and I didn't know what it was at first. Go back like four or five years when we first moved to Leon C. Uh, the morning after we kind of moved in, yeah. I, I tried to cook um, poached eggs for the girls. It's like, a, you know, waking up in our new house, Lovely. first day in Essex type thing. And none of the pans would work. And I thought it was a problem with the with the, with the, the electrics. So I could, literally couldn't work it out. <laughs> Turns out there's this really fussy thing called an induction hob where you have to get a special magic metal, otherwise it won't work. It won't turn on. Anyway, we, we went and bought a, a new set of pans and everything, and now we use it in the house. And it just, it bleeps at you non-stop. So if I, you put a pan on, it bleeps. Take a pan off, it bleeps. Turn it up, bleeps. Turn it off, it bleeps. Try and clean the damn thing, it bleeps. Leave a tea towel near it, it starts bleeping. <laughs> and then that's going on, left, right and centre. And then we've got this, like, neurotic fridge that we've bought where I, it's got an, an alarm on it if you leave the, the door open for too long. You think, oh, that's, that's a good thing. You don't want yep. you know, you know, to defrost or anything. But it's got to the point now in its old age, because we've had it for ages, where if you walk away from it, it's so needy, it starts bleeping at you. So I've got that going off, the induction hob as well. I feel like I've just got too many things in my life that are bleeping at me. Have you got something in your life that constantly bleeps at you? I feel like you could walk away from the fridge to the hob that's beeping because you've left a tea towel on it and you're in stuck, suddenly stuck in a, a bleeping loop. It's torn between, you know, two incredibly needy household appliances. Baby monitor. That's the worst. Oh, God, yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, bear in mind, Rocco's nearly five now, so <laughs> the battery on that thing is, is shot. Uh, so you could be in the middle of the night and it's not quite plugged in properly. You'd be fast asleep and then suddenly beep. You, you wake loud. up with just an absolute startle. Yeah. You're like, oh no, it's just the battery going on that thing. Everything's fine. We have that as well where if you've oh. forgotten to charge it upstairs, you bring it down for the evening and yeah. it starts bleeping. You've got to crawl on all four, combat style, not wake them up. Or you put it somewhere else in the house where there isn't reception, it's suddenly bleeping. You think, oh, there's a problem upstairs. No, no, it's just not working. So look, in life, things happen. Well, you've got enough distractions going on, but you might have uh, an item or a thing in your house that's bleeping at you. If you'd like to share it with Richie and I, it helps by getting it off your chest. Pim. Stephen's regretting his 
ring doorbell, says the front door's about 10 yards from a public pathway, even though we've altered the range of it, if as much as a moth passes the camera, <laughs> goes off, setting the dog off, she thinks it's for her every time it shines. See, I'm quite jealous. I, I really want a ring doorbell. <laughs> My half Katie doesn't, doesn't want me to have one. I am very ring curious. I'm really, really, really ring curious. I want to be on the, like, you know, the meteor the other night. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. Had, had captured it on their ring doorbell. I want to be one of those people. Uh, Stu says uh, his Apple Watch is a pain. It keeps telling him to stand up at three o'clock in the morning. Your Apple Watch won't <laughs> shut up. It goes off every show. Chatting up uh, left, right and centre. And Charles says his air fryer. He says, OMG, it's like having R2-D2 sitting on the countertops. Uh, Liam says the little one's bath thermometer bleeps if it gets Ooh. the slightest whiff of a hot shower, even though it's in a box on the side. And it can just start ruining your life. I always do the old elbow elbow in the bath thing. Like yeah. the old olden days. Yeah. Call the midwife type angle. <laughs> uh, Steph says my smartwatch annoys me at work. It bleeps when I'm working at my desk. Then when I do get up, it bleeps and tells me, great, you're moving again, which always comes off as a bit sarcastic. <laughs> uh, we've got Ben on the line. Ben, what bleeps at you? So basically, last Friday, I mistakenly broke my mobile phone screen. Oh, I. And it's currently in the cupboard, but the alarm sets for half past five. So every morning this morning... At half past five, we hear a vibration coming from the kitchen cupboard, <laughs> and I can't, I can't, I can't stop it. So I'm patiently waiting for the battery to go flat. Oh my word! So uh, t- talk us through it. How did you, uh, you know, actually smash the phone? I'm always intrigued how people break their phones. What do you do? I don't know. I just took it out of my pocket, and it wasn't working. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. You smashed it in your pocket. Yes. Yeah. So I was on a construction site, and I wasn't really doing much, and uh, I took my phone out. <laughs> Out the uh, out the pocket, and yeah, literally the glass is okay, but the screen itself is multicoloured. Wow! So I can't even unlock the screen to enter the phone to turn the alarm off. So you must be incredibly popular in your house then, because you're the reason why that phone just keeps vibrating and it can't be stopped at half five every it, morning. It, it took me two days to work out what the bleeping was. <laughs> but Ben, this, this is littered with misplaced logic here. Surely you still need to be woken up at 5.30 if you set yourself an alarm for 5.30. Uh, so rather yeah, than put it in the cupboard, have it by your bedside table. I know, but uh, the 5.30 alarm puts, gets put on snooze for half an hour while I lay in bed and have a cup of coffee. Uh-huh. Right, OK. <laughs> You're making life difficult for yourself here, Ben. I've got to be honest with you. So <laughs> with your danger pockets. <laughs> Zoa says, I love my robot Hoover, but he does bleep a lot, and you can measure my stress levels by how much I swear at the toe-nibbling little imp. <laughs> Keep them coming in, 8, 12, 15. Richard says, last September, my carbon monoxide alarm started bleeping as the battery was wearing out. I couldn't open it to replace the battery, so I did the right thing and threw it out the window into a bucket of water. It's still bleeping. <laughs> Dan says, I dropped a cheap digital watch I use for work behind the TV cabinet in the bedroom six months ago. The alarm still goes off at 7am every morning without fail. Ruining people's lives. Uh, Mark, what's driving you crazy? Yeah, everything on the van, unfortunately. You leave the keys in the ignition, open the door, and it tells you the keys are in the ignition. Yes, I know they're in the ignition. I'm sitting in the bloody bag. <laughs> Because you, if you work in your van every day, you're supposed to love that thing, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? It's supposed to be part of your yeah. daily life. Yeah, you've opened the door. Yes, I know I have. I'm getting out of the van. <laughs> <laughs> Any other times it bleeps? Oh, every, 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 everything on it absolutely bleeps. you got the reversing bleeps. Have you got them? Yeah, if you reverse too close, it goes mad. But then the thing is, when you reverse into a parking space, if you're too close to the vehicle behind... 
Although you've got about three foot, it won't let you reverse. You've got to go forward first to be able to reverse. Mark, I think your van's ruining your life. <laughs> Michelle says, guys, I don't have a bleep that's in my ear, but it's a cuckoo clock. I wanted a traditional one for years, and I was over the moon when I finally got it, mounted it, and swung the pendulum, waited patiently. When it first went off, I nearly myself. <laughs> it's so loud and short. Every hour, the exact same screech is absolutely ruining my life. <laughs> there you go, cuckoo clock. Thanks for your messages. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Happy Christmas, everybody. Don't worry, uh, I haven't oh, lost my mind. Whoa there. Is this about couponing? <laughs> no, it's not. I see a couponing already for next year's Christmas. I can imagine you doing that. I could do that. Uh, no, this is more to the fact that uh, tonight, Absolute Radio is celebrating uh, with its Christmas party. Somewhat delayed, uh, from December, yep. trying hard to get in the uh, Christmas spirit tonight. Uh, but sometimes it's just tricky, isn't it, when something is very much out of season? Well, I think at the moment as well, so many things get cancelled and postponed. Yes. Do you know what I mean? They get moved around the diary. Everyone's experienced that with a few years. So it's great that it's still happening because obviously it got postponed in December. So here it is that in, you know, it, it could have been cancelled completely and that would have been awful. So here we are tonight uh-huh. having Christmas on the 12th of January. But it is, it is curious just trying to get festive. I, I I remember, right, doing something very out of season, thinking it was going to be a great idea. Uh-huh. And it was just so weird. I went dry, dry ski, uh, yeah, the dry ski centre. I know dry what you mean. You want to say dry ski sloping? It yes. should be. That should be the, the, it should the verb. Be. In fact, they should rebrand Let's it. Let's make it that. Went to one of those places in a July. Uh, normally the kind of place that you'd go just before you go away, maybe in January or February. You've got like a holiday booked yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. It was outdoors in the new forest. Oh, this would be great fun. You know, who goes skiing in July? Nobody, because it's summer. <laughs> but the thing is, because it was a dry slope, you've got all your skiing gear on, because you don't want to get fall over and get, like, the, the burns on your arms. Carpet like burns on your knees and arms. Terrible. But as a result, it's boiling hot. Because it's something like 27 degrees. So I thought, all right, I'll take the jacket off. This is absolutely awful. Then I fell, ripped my arm to shreds. Ooh. So skiing out of season, that was a bad idea. It doesn't always work. Do you get told off if you go down a dry ski slope with, like, you know, one of them vests where you've got your slit your arms out? I wish I wish someone did tell me off because then I wouldn't have fallen and had the burns. See, I like doing something that's not, it's not out of season, but it's out of time frame. So, for example, and this, this is a, a tradition in my family. We, we, the Bush family quite like to have... Uh, midweek evening cooked breakfasts. Oh, wow. So normally you would think that would be a morning thing. Yeah. But my, if you go around to my mum and dad's house in, in Exmouth, quite frequently Wednesday or Thursday night, so maybe this evening, and my mum and dad will have on their knee uh, like a fry-up. A uh, fry-up Seven o'clock at night. On a Thursday evening. That's incredible. It, so it's it's kind of out of season in the world of food. I would classify that as out of season, though it's even though it's a time of day tradition kind of thing. Anything works. Uh, eating mince pies no matter what the month, uh, says oh, yeah. Stephen, for eating out of season. That's tricky. I could do that if that was readily available. But it's, that's hard. Are you sure they don't make them all year round? No, of course they don't. I don't know. Maybe they do, you know. You're not going to have mince pies on the supermarket shelves in June. They'll have other stuff up there. But as we've already explained, stuff just gets moved around. There's no time frames, no. but are all different these days. I, you know I, mean? I know they are, but supermarkets, it's flowery bat month for barbecues and stuff. You're not having mince pies taken up the bakery, are you? What are you calling that? I'll write it down again. Flowery bat month. Brilliant. I'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, cheeky January winter barbecue uh, is this text for things that you're doing out of season. It's the Absolute Radio Christmas do tonight at 12th of January. Let us know what you do. Uh, Kim's down the same lines. Bush and Richie, my partner, is South African, so we have a barbecue out of season all the time. In fact, we had a Christmas Day braai, which is B-R-A-A-I, which is a barbecue, and another last week for my father-in-law's birthday. We love it. Uh, Rachel, what are you doing out of season? 
buy Christmas puddings or at Christmas enough to last me all, all year. <laughs> right. I've got, I've got I've got about fifteen in the cupboard, the little mini ones. Wow. So you mean the ones like yeah. that are in like a little um, plastic tub, right? That's sealed. Yeah, like the, the individual sort of size, yeah. That me and my mum share all year round. You can't beat Christmas pudding and custard in August when it's cold and wet. So, <laughs> Rachel, just this is wonderful to go into some specifics. If you've bought fifteen, how does this work out then? One a month and a couple of treats throughout the yeah, year, and a couple in between. Yeah, a couple of cheeky ones. Do you ever have a tough couple of months and go through too many and then start to panic whether you can, you know? No, 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 no. No, but the ones I've got now, we've got July 25 on the date on, so... You're an animal. She's an animal. (laughs) (laughs) Steph makes a very good point. Says, wake up, guys. In spring, it's pancakes. Summer, it's crepes. Autumn and winter, it's Yorkshire puddings. It's exactly the same ingredients. It's all about the eggs. Yeah. Eggs have taken over the world. Clever stuff. Bit my tongue when I said that. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did. But I carried on. So I'm a pro. <laughs> uh, we're asking you what you do out of season, being that our Christmas party is 12th of January. Uh, Sue from Taunton says, Bush and Richie, I love the lady earlier on who has Christmas puddings all year round. I do exactly the same. You can't beat a bit of Christmas pud. <laughs> people doing it. Conrads, what are you doing out of season? Uh, just watching cricket as much as possible. Okay, Richie, you're a, you're a cricket man. How is this out of season? What's going? I don't understand. Well, we're not playing. We're not playing cricket here right now, are we, Conrad? What are you watching? Uh, I'm, watch, I'm watching the uh, South African T20. He's just missed a hat trick ball. Who has playing well? <laughs> but uh, yeah, he seems to bring summer into your front room when it's a bit cold. What match is it that you're watching right now, Conrad? Uh, I'm not too sure of the teams because I've come halfway through and they're not putting the teams up. But uh, right. I'm not sure. It might be in Durban. So you, yeah, you just like the fact that it's a bit of summer in January? Definitely, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, as I say, it's quite good fun as well if they ever come off for rain. Because you're thinking, oh, you've not got it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and now, now, Conrad, obviously, this is the home time show. The home time show is on whilst the cricket's yeah. on. How are you, how are you working that? Uh, well, yeah, vol- volume down, obviously. That's why I'm probably not being able to tell you uh, which teams are playing. <laughs> <laughs> so volume down on the telly on the cricket, the home time up loud. Light blue. So you sort of Wolves v Coventry, maybe. <laughs> okay. Durban Destroyers versus the Johannesburg... Meerkats. It doesn't rhyme with Jade, does it? That's a good point. Uh, Sunrisers, I think I've seen Sunrisers. All right, Sunrisers, Johannesburg Sunrisers, that doesn't work. It's good to, good to see that cricket uh, team names are as much fun as rugby uh, rugby union ones. What is it that you do out of season? Tony says his family, her, they held Junemus oh. in June 2021. Full Christmas, but in June. It was odd to start with, but great time. I like it. There are no rules anymore. There are no more rules. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Came to Richie and I's attention about a year or so ago that quite a few of you guys that listen to this show were losing nights of sleep, worrying about what movie to choose when it came to the crunch. And that's why we created the uh, Hometime Film Club. We get a letter in, a message in from someone who needs suggestions for a particular type of movie, and then we crowdsource it, all of us together. Now you can email us anytime, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, Luke Fisher has got in touch, needs some help for this weekend. Here we go. Hey, Bush and Richie, can a film lift me ahead of the weekend? I really hope so. Somehow, by accident, I have ended up taking charge of my son's under-10 rugby team. Oh, my Lord. I'm dreading it. Is there a classic film that could fire up my sporting motivation 
ahead of taking to the field with the kids. What do you think? All the best, Luke. So there might be a movie that inspires him to be the coach that maybe is inside him right now. <laughs> uh, I would put forward, and there was a lot of hoo-ha uh, about the actual Oscar ceremony that surrounded this film, the film itself is incredible. Will Smith in King Richard. Oh, yeah, I never ended up watching it. It's really, really, really good. So it's, that's about um, the... the Richard Williams. Uh, Venus Williams yeah. and her sister. Venus and Serena and uh, Richard and how he sort of kind of hustled them through to the stars that they are. Because they grew up in Compton, like a proper yeah, rough bit of uh, LA. That's good. I like that. Uh, Money, oh, I've mentioned this one before, but I love Moneyball, the, uh, the baseball movie mm-hmm. starring Brad Pitt. Uh, based on the Michael Lewis uh, book about the Oakland Athletics. But also, whilst we're at it, what about future sports? Science fiction, future sports. What about James Caan and the brilliant Rollerball? Wow. One of my favourite movies of all time. Absolutely amazing. Well, Luke, there's a lot to be going off with to begin with here, but there's plenty more to come from the millions of home-time listeners. Andy in London says, uh, as a motivational speech goes, Al Pacino delivering them to any given Sunday could be enough for any 10-year-old rugby team. He says he's currently falling out with his kids over dinner. Hashtag standard. Fair play. Uh, Dan makes a good suggestion. He says, uh, the classic movie Mean Machine, we've got with Burt Reynolds, but then you have the soccer remake uh, with oh. Vinnie Jones. Wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. I do think this might be the first Vinnie Jones film that has been put forward <laughs> for any <laughs> any hometown film club. It's a great moment. Another one I, I remember from my past. Do you remember a movie called Young Blood about ice hockey? No, go on. Uh, Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze, about two rival ice hockey teams. Fantastic. <laughs> Although I've just found the DVD now on Google. It looks like it's from 1931. <laughs> but it's a classic. It's in there. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got someone who's insisted they be put through because they're very passionate about this choice. Uh, we've got Nicola on the line. Nicola, what's the movie you've got to watch? Oh, McFarland. McFarland? I've never heard of that film no. before in my life. Exactly. So yeah. thrust into this situation. So this is perfect. This could be yeah. the thing. Thank you very much. I absolutely recommend it to everyone. It's just um, amazing. Uh, Nicola? <laughs> yes. How much is Kevin paying you, by the way, Kevin Costner? <laughs> Qu- quite a bit. He's on the other line. OK, we'll let you go. <laughs> Got to make a decision before the show finishes as to what film we're picking for the film club tonight. It'd be lovely to have a cup of tea right now. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it just? And, yeah. um, and a way of using our loose-leaf tea from yes. Fortnum Mason that we got. We don't know what to use it with or how to make it. Getting a bit of intel on last night's show. Do you know what? The, the answer has been in my kitchen cupboard all this time. Are you kidding me? I kid you not, honestly. A, uh, about two Christmases ago, uh, my lovely friend Mel Gedroich, yeah. national treasure Mel Gedroich, bought us... Uh, me and my other half, Katie, for Christmas. What appears to be like a little... I thought it was like a little gold fishing net. Yeah. Turns out it's an actual sieve for loose tea. 
Hold on. In so we've had it in, hide, the, in the kitchen the whole time. Hiding in plain sight for all that time, a tea strainer, I, and now you bring it in. I, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> I, I didn't know what she bought me for Christmas. I was like, oh, cheers, Mel. And it turns out it is actually for loose leaf tea. In isolation, why did, you, why did she buy you a tea strainer? I don't know. I've never had loose tea in my life, <laughs> and she knows that. She's an unusual lady. <laughs> uh, on the line with a great suggestion, we have Ruth. What do you reckon, Ruth? It's the Mighty Ducks. What else would it be? Now, the Mighty Ducks, I believe, it's got Emilio Estevez in it. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> right. OK, I'm having a look here. We're... I always thought that would come up in a pub quiz at some point. <laughs> 1992, so a um, bit vintage. Self-centred yes. Minnesota lawyer sentenced to community service coaching a ragtag youth hockey oh, team. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Sure, there was a lot of ice hockey movies in the 80s. Ice hockey seemed to be massive in the 80s, yeah. I think, a little bit. So it was one of them. But it, it's a good... It would inspire uh, Luke to become the coach that we all know he's capable of being. Absolutely. And it inspired my son to play football and everything then. Oh, well, wow. There we go. Proof's in the pudding. Exactly. Jen, the pitch has won it for us. It's got to be the Mighty Ducks. Oh, the, we go Mighty Ducks. Oh, here we go, Mighty Ducks. Yes. You in agreement, Mighty Ducks? It's same Emilio Estevez. We've got to go for it. <laughs> there you go, Luke. Watch that. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. There's a podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Sorry for moaning at the beginning about the coffee situation. Richie, you have a coffee machine in your own house, right? Yeah. Uh, can uh, yeah, you can you barrister them up and bring them in? Um, thermos is great, but I don't. I, I don't, if I'm making that <laughs> if I'm making that at twelve forty-five, I don't know what the integrity of that coffee is going to be like. Come six.